It's the odd, odd, odd to Newfoundland. Ghostly greetings from your host, Jonathan. 31 days of Halloween. <laughs> Don't let the title picture fool you. That's my dog, Kirby, by the way, if you're wondering. He's really cute. He just turned one and my wife made him a cake. I'm not kidding. She actually made the dog a freaking cake. The kids got to stay up late that night before going to school and sing happy birthday to a pug. And I hope that cute thought and just the ridiculousness of it all just lightens your heart just a little bit. As we go into something that's absolutely terrifying, mysterious and frightening cases of dogman attacks by Brent Swanser. I'm going to read his article and, uh, you know, I think you guys are going to really, really enjoy this. One of the strangest phenomena in the realm of paranormal and cryptozoology is that of the supposed real werewolves and in particular that of what is known as the dogman. Much like Bigfoot, these appear as hulking, massive mountains of fur and muscle. Yet rather than ape-like, they are described as having decidedly canine features, often with a tail and of alternating between walking on two feet and all fours as they pursue prey. They have been sighted in a range of locations and serve to really go out into the truly outlandish. Yet for as weird and scary as hell as all this is, even more frightening are the scattered reports of these spooky entities actually attacking people. One very rare report on an apparent dogman attack of some form, comes from the site beyond creeping occurred in the country of Mexico. The person who had the report said that it happened to his uncles as they were driving a cargo truck through a rather remote jungle area at night. As they made their way along the rough and rugged unpaved road, something very large and heavy reportedly jumped into the back of their truck, and the person telling the account says of what happened next. They didn't stop to see what it was because there were no lights on the road. My uncle on the passenger side saw this devilish creature that looked like a dog climbing closer to the cabin of the truck. They said the thing was huge. My uncle screaming in fear when they saw it said they tried to shake the truck, but it would fall off until it hit against a tree on the opposite side of the road path. They kept driving all night into the morning, all freaked out. When they got to a gas station in a village, they saw gash marks. They saw gash marks and hand but animal prints on the windows where it was trying to get in and out on the back trailer. They told their story to some of the villagers or farmers, and they told them that dogmen like demons roamed those areas. They're not the only ones who have been attacked before, either. They were so freaked out, the hair on both arms rises when telling of the experience. They said they never drove through Central America besides the cities or villages at night ever again. I wish I could have recorded them telling the stories. They have died already, but even before they died, they struck and stuck to what had happened with them and never did change their story or do drugs. The site Phantoms and Monsters has several reports of apparent dogman attacks as well. One of these supposedly happened on the tract of a forested land near Ohio River in Kentucky. The witness was a teen at the time, with a group of other teens just messing around exploring an abandoned hospital in the area of Haywood Hospital. But this night was about to prove to be a bit more eventful than they had imagined. They'd split up to go poking around the dusty ruins. They witnessed something truly terrifying. The witness became aware of the fetid stench like something rotting as he was exploring the basement of the building, which incidentally had been once used as a morgue. The flooded floor was covered with about three inches of water, and as he sloshed through it, he then heard a metal door slam and something run through the water from a distance away. The witness thought this was just friends playing a practical joke, 
so he wasn't too scared, but he soon would be. He decided to get up on top of one of the long abandoned coolers that had once been used for storing dead bodies, hopping to get the jump on his friends to scare them, and as he lay there, he says the darkness was pierced by someone screaming. He still thought that one of his friends was just messing with him, so he stayed still, but soon that smell of rotting meat pervaded. Air around him once again full of that smell, and you could hear footsteps in the water, as well as the sound of, like, panting or labor breathing or sniffing. Uh-oh. At this point, the witness was overcome by a sense of pure dread. Jumping down from the cooler, he went running towards the exit of the morgue, hearing the panting in the water splashing right behind him, as well as an ominous low growl. In a panic, he slipped into the boiler room and stood as still as possible. As he waited there, something very large and strong allegedly started to slam into the door of the boiler room and there was a sound like a scratching of claws against the steel. The terrified witness then ran towards the other end of the boiler room in a bid to reach the access to the generator and the dock doors trucks used to unload and the hillside that leads to the woods. He says of what happened next. I opened the door to the dock room. When I looked back, I saw the arm of this creature sticking through the opening it had made, and it was like a horror movie. It was gray and brown, masses of fur. It looked like a human arm, but didn't because, you know, the hand was all wrong and gnarly looking. The hand had five digits, but the claws would have made a bear run in fear. They were long and scary. I slammed the door behind me and ran for the dock doors. The dock doors wouldn't budge, and I could hear the gurneys overturning and the locker sliding on the floor. I was getting through. The only thing between me and now was a single door. I ran to one of the windows by the dock doors and proceeded to bust it out with my mangled hand from the glass. Then, as I was pulling myself through the window, I heard the door get slammed into one of those hinges, completely flew off the door and hit the wall as well. I tumbled out the window and hit the cold, wet ground. When I stood up, I saw it in the doorway. He said, I'm 6'4", 250 pounds. Not little by any means. And this thing took up the entire doorway, eight foot tall, three foot wide door, covered it completely. It was covered head to toe in gray brown fur and a very narrow snout, almost like a Doberman pincher. And its ears were just barely visible because of the doorway. But I could tell they were pointing up like a dog. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was completely paralyzed. This thing was staring right into my soul. Then it snarled and that woke me up from my disbelief of what I was seeing. I turned and ran. I ran up the hill into the woods to get around the hospital to get back to the street where the car was parked. I hadn't made it 25 feet when I heard it climb to get out the window. I knew I would never make it to the car this way. So I ran back towards the hospital where the fire escape ladder was. I had used the ladder before to climb to the roof to take pictures of the entire town. I completely skipped the first three rungs of the ladder and was now inside the enclosed part of the fire escape. Again, this thing howled and I could feel waves of pure terror filling my body. My hand was killing me at this point, and I was getting blood on everything. Just as I was reaching the first floor window I would climb into, this thing slammed into the fire escape ladder, knocking me down a couple of the rungs. It leaped onto the side of the fire escape and began clawing at my feet. Just as I reached the window, I felt it, pain like nothing I ever felt. It had grabbed me above the ankle and yanked, and in doing so, shredded my boot to the end of my jeans and into my flesh. I was able to pull myself into the first floor window, and I heard it push itself off the fire escape and head back the way it came. He claims that he careened off into the night, running down the hill to start banging on the door, the first hand house he came to, of course. Luckily for him, an elderly lady let him in, seeing the state he was in, called the police. When the authority arrived, he told him his wild tale, but they did not believe him, despite the fact that he had injuries to corroborate story, the witnesses say. Sounds to me like this guy survived a real-life attack by the wolfman. You know, 
I'm, I've got to say it. Lycanthropy. Is this a real thing? It seems like it's been a part of our culture for a very long time. And being the Wolfman, you know, we just right away think all the old movies and stuff like that. But I don't know, man. Just reading this story, I'm feeling a little bit off here. I don't know why. I kind of feel like my teeth are uh, kind of making a little bit more pointy here. Hmm. You know what you need to do? You need to clap for me because clap for the wolf, man. Hope you come back to 31 days of Halloween. Clap for the wolf, man. I'll see you tomorrow. Please take care. Attention all Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio listeners. The Odd to Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast brings you the best in East Coast esoterica on the first of every month. Together, we can keep it growing by sharing the show on social media, subscribing to the show wherever you may be listening to it from, and by leaving feedback about your favorite episodes. John certainly needs a friend like you to help make his dreams come true. Minus the alien abduction dreams. That is not cool at all. The Odd to Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast. Always available. Always free. Always odd.